0: can't find a seconder usually when I propose this, but I don't care. I don't need a seconder. My own opinion is enough for me, and I claim the right to have it defended against any consensus, any majority, anywhere, any place, any time. And anyone who disagrees with this, pick a number, get online, and kiss my ass.
1: First things first, Alabama State Bar Rules of Professional Conduct Rule 7.2e requires the following language in all attorney communications. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. I'm Harry Steele, Backwood Southern Lawyer. My partner in crime, Paul Rip, is here from the Rip Report. Sound off, Paul. I'm here, ready to go. And Reigns Russian uh, is joining us from Houston, Texas. Um, what's your title, Reigns? We're going we're gonna to call you Reporter in Exile.
2: Uh, you know, I just, uh Houston Section Chief.
1: Section
3: Chief. There we <laughs> go. Section Chief. Was this 24? <laughs> this is podcast 24,
1: 24. Believe it or not, no right. lawsuits, no nothing so far. Wow. I, yeah, that's amazing. Um so first of all, um, one of the big national issues that are that's going on right now of public concern is the coronavirus. And um while he is not an epidemiologist, um, Range, you fa- you familiar with that autopsy show that was real popular on HBO, that Dr. Biden, Oh, of course. So we yeah. got a we got a video we're gonna run of him. It's on Fox and Friends. <laughs> but uh, anyway, he's a he's a contributor there. And while he's not an epidemiologist, he's a face that we know and someone that we all seem to trust collectively for so some far, reason because of his celebrity. So right. let's uh Zero let's death. listen to him and we'll come back and give you some comment. Here in the United States, so far 60 known cases, zero deaths. That is good news. The
4: president predicted a swift end and said America is at a very low risk. But you see some parallels between this and worst case scenario, the Spanish flu, which happened 100 years ago. Yeah, I think that it's much too early to be concerned about the Spanish flu, which affected, had millions of deaths around the United, uh, the world after World War II. This doesn't compare to that as now. But the problem here is that you, with the coronavirus, people can be sick and uh, and have be contagious and have the bug in them and feel healthy. So we Which don't know yet while they're infecting people. We haven't done enough uh, studies on people. Less than a thousand people have been uh, studied in the United States so far have been tested for it. We don't know how many people there are walking around now who are contagious and don't don't know that they're sick. Right. So that's why all this research has to be done at CDC. They're, they're looking at that right now, but we just don't know, and it could be uh, more, more serious than we think it is or less serious.
5: Are you worried about it,
4: Dr. Biden? I'm worried about it, yes, why? because it's a new virus that's come into the community. We have no antibodies against it, no experience with it before, with the flu. Uh, WE HAVE HAD EXPERIENCED PEOPLE HAVE PARTIAL IMMUNITIES. WITH THE FLU, YOU GET ONE DEATH PER HUNDRED THOUSAND PEOPLE WHO GET SICK. WITH THIS ONE, SO FAR, IN THE SMALL NUMBERS, 30 DEATHS PER HUNDRED THOUSAND. SO IT COULD BE SERIOUS. WE HAVE TO DO THE BIOLOGY AND THE SCIENCE. AND ONE OF THE PROBLEMS WITH IT, PEOPLE COMING ACROSS THE BORDER OR COMING Mm -hmm. ON AIRPLANES, THEY MAY LOOK PERFECTLY HEALTHY. We don't know if they have the virus or not. Uh, In in Europe, they found quite, when they do more screening, they find people who look perfectly healthy, but they're transmitting the virus. And that's the problem right now that CDC and all are working on. So, Reigns, Emory University
1: has been working on a vaccine that looks promising. Um, it yep. was it was actually meant for the uh, Venezuelan equine encephalitis virus which mm-hmm. it you know people around here get it um so they're saying they're ready for trials in March or so which will be way too late um Paul and I were talking about the economic catastrophe that this thing poses uh what the doubt what's the dow down thousand points
3: no. 1200
1: uh, 1200.
2: So. Yeah, but we're
1: way we're about seven hundred left so much. So ships are piling up at the ports in China, and manufacturers here, stateside, are working, worried about their supply chain.
3: Yeah, but you know the other the other thing is the uh, tourist tourist industry. Think of the millions of tourists that are in limbo, be it by ship or air. The one common denominator of the uh, coronavirus is airplanes. Okay that's the one thing that hadn't stopped yet but now you got japan that's going to quarantine all the schools for a month and uh myself i know i was leaving on the 17th of march to go to japan (laughs) and then to vietnam and then to thailand and now they have um you know alerts and so on but the problem is not probably getting there. The problem is probably coming back.
1: Getting your ass quarantined. Right. for And quarantined. In Idaho or wherever the hell this but is But
3: think of all the people that, you know, you make your deposits for these trips 30 days, 60 days, 90 days out. Some people a year out. Okay. And now the airlines are balking at, like in my case, I told them, look, I don't even want the money back. All I want to do is just reschedule after the virus. And they said, well, No. You, you're going to lose your money if you don't go and so on and so forth. Well, we're only a few days away from this maybe being declared a pandemic. If that happens, then I don't see where the where the credit card companies and the airlines are going to really have their butt in a crack as to how they're going to come out of it. But this could be a real economic catastrophe for uh, tourism around the world. And, and also, uh, if
1: anybody wants to look further into this, there was a pretty good uh, – story last night on Channel 5 News uh, WKRG at a Mobile about what the Port of Mobile is doing to ensure that, um, well, <laughs> that, that the coronavirus doesn't enter our port. Well, now, I don't know how in the hell they're going to do that, but they, they think they can.
3: You know, they had a, uh, which I thought was real interesting, kind of bizarre looking. They had a uh, um, soccer tournament in Europe. 55,000-person stadium, and almost no one showed up in the entire stadium. The only people there were the uh, players. That's the first time I'd ever seen it. It was kind of surreal looking. Well,
1: there's there's one thing that uh, if anybody's looking for the surgical, uh, the Michael Jackson face mask that you see all the Asians wearing or walking around the airport in, mm-hmm. there are none in Baldwin County. CVS, Walmart. Nobody has anymore. That's new. So, yeah,
2: there's there's been a run on the N95 masks. That's, that's N95 the same that's here good. in uh,
1: same here in Texas. I've
2: got plenty uh, because I'm in school to be a paramedic, and I'm supposed to have a bunch of them. Yeah. And uh, but it's uh, I think uh, to be honest, the, I'm with you guys. The 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 real disaster that's looming is the economic one. It, this is, a, we're the, we're, we live in the first world. A flu epidemic isn't going to wipe us out. But uh, we are looking at some serious, serious economic issues. Uh, tourism alone is billions of dollars. And people are just going to get scared and stop flying and stop going on vacation. Hey, dude. People are going to stop traveling. Yeah. What and- happens
1: when we can't get Gorilla Glass for our iPhones?
2: Look, I'm here to tell you right now, it, people are, you know, I, I love how the current administration in Washington is saying, oh, no big, it's going to blow over. No, it's not.
1: What else the, would they China
2: say? Is, China is shut down, and China is the economic powerhouse of the world. And right. they are shut down. Manufacturing-wise, a, I agree. Manufacturing-wise, they're going to lose a couple hundred thousand people in the next six weeks. And they've shut their entire country down. There's almost a full, like, what, what did my friend Chris tell me the other day? Uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of like, there's, there's like one sixteenth of the entire population of the planet is in quarantine right now. That is. Because they're in China and they're shut down. And if you don't think that that's going to have far reaching economic implications, just wait until you can't go and get paper towels at Walmart.
3: Right. And that's because why they're just not there. That's why you're seeing the market react the way it is.
2: And the market's tanking. This is going to be bigger than 2008. This right, is going to so, plunge us into a recession. I well, think let, so.
3: well, let's just talk
1: about that real quick. Uh, uh, petroleum industry, right? There aren't yeah. going to be as many ships running around the world. There aren't going to be as many planes flying everywhere. There aren't going to be as many people traveling to big gatherings. Like Paul was saying, ain't nobody going to a damn soccer match in the next six months or uh, thank God, footballs in the in the spring. I mean, in the fall. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't see it. Uh, I don't I don't see it shaking out well at all, especially economically.
3: And you know what yeah. I think, rains. I think that on the tourist end of it, and the air flight and the uh, effects of it, I think we're not going to be told exactly what's going on right away because it's going to be so damn scary to them they're not going to have a handle on it. And,
2: and, that, and I, would, I would agree if you look back at, at what happened after what happened to the tourist industry after 9/11, people stopped flying for like six months. done. And it absolutely devastated the travel industry. Yeah. I mean they, I mean try to find me a travel agency that was still in business in 2002.
1: I flew to Salt Lake City September 20th. 2001 I, mean, I was I was on one of the first flights when things got going again
3: but the yeah. you know the airplane thing is the uh, common denominator and so you know you see them quarantine here quarantine there they all know that the airplane's the most uh, dangerous part so that's what I'm looking for and next it, is when they say okay we're going to shut down these air routes well
1: that and and it's like Dr. Bodden said The problem is people appear to be asymptomatic for two weeks. Right. So the hell they don't look sick. They don't have a fever. Mm -hmm. They're walking around giving it to everybody. And then, boom, they've got it.
3: And And, and, and so
1: does everybody else they came in contact with.
3: And my, my major concern was coming back. Because coming back is where you would really get nailed. Now, if I, you know, if they held me up for three weeks in Asia and I was able to stay on the beach, that'd be okay. But if I had to be locked up with my soulmate for fourteen days, I'm telling you, somebody'd be charged with murder. They
1: wouldn't be a soulmate anymore, would it? <laughs> no, man. That's worse than being trapped well, in the elevator with rains for eight hours. <laughs>
2: I'm going to tell you something else. You'd be trapped in an elevator with me. you come out in light. i bet. These I'll people bet. around here pay for that. <laughs> is, it, uh,
1: <laughs> is, is, it remind, is it like Shalohal when he got in the uh, elevator with the, with the self-help guru? I, I'd walk off with a totally no, different perspective on life.
2: Your hands, Tony Robbins. Your hands are you. so big. Oh, Tony Robbins. You know, I'm not afraid of anything, really. Uh but, and I'm not, I'm darn sure not scared of catching a corona flu. I'm really not because I'm, you know, having a background in hospitality, I've, I'm used to simple things that I do every day that keep me from catching the flu. I've had the flu once in the last 20 years, and it's because I constantly wash my hands. And I constantly wipe down surfaces, and I'm and I'm, I'm mindful of things like cross contamination. I told my wife last night. I said, I'm more scared of getting sick from raw chicken than I am from getting sick from this flu. I said, uh, well, you because know, you're
1: they, not it, over seventy or under eight. Those well, are the people that, that it correct. takes out.
2: The thing is, is that is that I'm not worried about the flu. What I'm worried about is the dickhead down the street who's got a safe full of AR-15 bills just waiting for some quarantine sting thing to happen in the city so he can go nuts yeah or or people going to, to walmart and buying everything and you know scare buying like 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 before a hurricane people are go and clear out a grocery store
1: and i don't think people in other parts of the country are as used to that as we are around here i mean and, people, and they're really, people and are prepared they're around and here for, for what's, what's going to
2: whatever What's going to happen when you clear out the grocery store, and two weeks later the grocery store hadn't filled back up again? Right. That's that's what I'm worried about. That's, that's when that's, that's, that's when my little crisis, garden in sweating. the
1: backyard becomes a, a really stellar idea, <laughs>
3: yeah. right? You,
2: know, you ought to come check my garden out in my backyard. If you like clover and oranges, you'd be hog heaven. It's about knee high back there.
3: That's when you start shooting those deer you're feeding.
1: Paul wants to, he's obsessed with my deer. I got 10 or 12 deer, a little herd, of little deer that we Uh feed in the backyard. I think they're gorgeous. They are pretty, um, and that's one of the great things about living in Baldwin County is we still have a little bit of that in some pockets. Mm -hmm. So I want to switch gears and talk about Liberty again. And Reigns, I'm glad you're here for this one. One of the... uh, a concept of liberty under the Constitution and how it is the ultimate protection for individuals. Liberty is the right to exercise the rights enumerated by the Constitution or available under natural law. The Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment declares that no state shall deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Um, I think that liberty also means... the Last time we talked about liberty and that concept being expanded to the control of your own labor markets. And this time I want to talk about it, meaning the control of your own data. So when I gave the sheriff of Baldwin County, my name, address, date of birth and social security number, I did so that, so that he could do a background check on me. Um, I applied for a concealed carry permit, um, and I expected that that information would be used to do a background check on me and it would be maintained in the database in case I lost my permit so that I could come get another one, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Under House Bill 308, which I thought was real cute, um, <laughs> it's currently being proposed in the legislature. The information collected by the sheriffs of all counties will be sent to one central repository, for data repository, to create the ARO system, A-R-O-W. So let, let me tell you a little bit about what's going on on social media. So we have three bills in the legislature right now. House Bill 39 and House Bill 47 are both supported by the NRA. They would take the issuance of the permit away from the local, uh, from the individual 67 sheriffs in the county, and you would make application online to ALIA. ALIA would issue your permit, and it could be a, and, and I think under one of these bills, it's a lifetime permit. I think it's House Bill 39 that makes it lifetime. So, what does that do? It diverts the revenue from the local sheriff's departments to ALIA, um, it uh, creates this arrow system. And so the sh- so the sheriff gets on Facebook and this is what he stated. As most of you are aware there are many bills that have been introduced in the Alabama legislature regarding concealed carry permits and the way they are handled. The first bill is HB39. This piece of legislation comes up next week in committee and if it pass if passed it would transfer the issuance of concealed carry permits away from the sheriffs to the Alabama Law Enforcement Agency in Montgomery. It would also remove the ability of the local sheriffs to revoke or deny any permits based upon arrest, mental health, or other disqualifier. Well, hell, that'll get done by Aaliyah. Uh, They would, and that's not in his post, that's my aside. (laughs) This would now be the responsibility of the Alabama Law Enforcement Agency. It would also transfer 60% of the fee that is currently collected by the sheriffs to Montgomery. That is why we want the ability to issue permits so that we can get the revenue. It would also require the Alabama Law Enforcement Agency to set up a computer system to handle this process at a cost of well over a million dollars. This bill comes up in committee next week. I know and respect this is a sensitive issue. I've already answered some questions regarding this bill. I would like the opportunity to address any questions you may have. So, certain people start posting, and here's what I say about it. rains. I believe since you can't make people register their guns, this is the next best thing. I don't like it, and neither does the NRA. I actually called them. They said House Bill 308 is a kill bill, that everyone that belongs to the NRA should contact their legislator and the governor and tell them to kill this damn thing. Um, I believe tyranny begins in such ways. Um I think whoever, the, all of the sponsors of this bill can kiss their political careers goodbye because they are Republicans in name only. The next stop is red flag laws. Right. And um, so, range you know how you were saying, what did you call those, M39 masks? M95. For their, yeah. M95s for the coronavirus. So you can't get any of those. And they're going to, so, so just imagine this. They're going to create a database so that when a police officer pulls you over and he runs your tag through NCIC looking to see if you have any warrants or to see if you're a real dangerous person or whatever, um, he's also going to run you through this arrow system for the officer's safety, okay, so that he knows whether or not you have a concealed carry permit before he walks up to your car or if they're serving a warrant on you and they run you through arrows, and they see you have a concealed carry permit. Well, what do you think is prudent there? Should they come to your house to arrest you, or should they send the SWAT team since they know you have
3: a weapon? Yeah, but what else shows up? Everything. Everything you submitted that they have on record now is available to him. So, Reigns, I wish you could see me. Everybody's wondering why I have this uh,
1: goofy-looking Ascot thing around my neck. But it's actually... Uh, to protect me from the sheriff's department and the aero system and also the coronavirus. And we're going to figure out how to, uh, this thing's actually made out of, uh, you know, it's for fishing. So that you pull it up around your ears and your face or whatever. It's a neck gaiter. Um, but, you yeah. know, I think it, ser- it serves a dual purpose. Now, let me say
3: this. I wouldn't wear it when I got pulled over.
1: If the, share, if, if the state of Alabama passes House Bill 308, I'm going to surrender my concealed carry permit, and I'm going to dare them to put my information into some kind of damn database. Uh-oh. Well, that's
2: very revolutionary. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm going to sue the hell out of the state of Alabama and the sheriff for taking my information that I gave him for one purpose and then them using it for a completely separate purpose.
3: Yeah, and you don't know which other way it may be used too. They legitimize using it in another way later on. So
1: I intend to open carry if this thing passes, and I don't know what we're going to do about. You know, it, your your weapon is considered concealed in your vehicle. The only exception is if you're going to to and from the range. Um, I guess you get pulled over, say, "Hey, where are you heading, partner?" To the range, officer. That's why I have my firearm with me. Um, and I don't have a permit um, Alright, so Nick uh, Along the same line of guns And uh, I can't get any outrage out of my co-host Like I expected A bunch of pansy, pinko, no, I, you know, I, gun I, I, Hey, Reigns, do you think that it's a good idea for them to have Okay, so let's, let's take it one step further They take this information and and they integrate it into a GIS database. Now you have a map of all the gun owners. So when the sheriffs all met up in Montgomery this week and they were standing on the state capitol steps, they had this big board, and it was larger than the the, uh, green screen behind us, and it had uh, the photographs of these fallen police officers from 2019 and they're standing behind these fallen police officers and they're saying, we can't keep the people safe. We need to know who all the gun owners are, right, to keep our officers safe. Well, how many of those police officers that they were standing behind their picture of were killed by somebody who who is law-abiding who went to the trouble to go get a concealed weapon permit? Right. These aren't the kind of people that shoot cops. Mm-mm. It's the people that... Disregard the law. That'd be real
3: interesting. So this though, is though. a
1: this is a first step to some really bad Big Brother stuff. It's almost as stupid as pulling somebody over for them to uh, if they appear to be uh, texting and driving, or someone in the back seat appears not to have their seatbelt on, or they appear to be vaping or smoking with a someone who appears to be under fourteen years of age in the in the car. You know, based on your wife wife's height, you may get pulled over every time you light up with uh with your wife in the passenger seat reigns.
2: Well, you know, I'll I'll put it to you very very simply. Uh, you know, people that feel the need to protect themselves and everything else are quick to pull out the Second Amendment and say, Well, we've got a right to bear arms and the you know, when the government takes away all your guns and you know, what are you, what are you going to do when the government does something you doesn't like? Well, these are also the same people that say the government never does anything wrong. And uh, the way I look at it is, you know, if you want to pay the freight to have a concealed carry permit and be one of those people, which I stand by this to this day, who just fetishize an absolutely wet dream about pulling up and stopping a mass shooting of some sort— Buddy, that's the, that's the, that's the price of, that's the price of that particular right. Uh, if, if you can't cherry pick the constitution for what you want to fight for, you can't say, well, I'm for this and again, that, but you you can't cherry pick it. You're either for freedom and liberty or you're for state regulation and you can't say, well, I'm for one and not for the other. It's kind of an all in thing. You know, the, 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 the price of liberty is, is big. And what did Thomas Jefferson say? Those that would sacrifice a little freedom in exchange for a little security, you know, should get either and and don't deserve either one.
3: Look at the cameras, and
2: you know, and that's that's just right. how it goes. I, I'm, I'm not for, you know, anybody collecting my data of, so, of any kind without my consent. So, Rain, I you, mean,
1: you missed the you missed our story last week. The Baymanette Police Department got a forty thousand dollar grant. Guess what they're going to do with it.
2: Oh, I'm guarantee you they're buying machine guns with. Us. <laughs> For
1: every <laughs> a, now, now we already a, have a SWAT team, and the sheriff's department's in Baymanette too, and they have a SWAT team or special response team or whatever you want to call it. And, and so this is the one time I agree with you. If there's some kind, if there's a bank robbery with a bunch of hostages or whatever, the individual policeman, there will be ARs all over that damn parking lot. Time the cavalry gets there, he can just borrow one from somebody. But the idea that, that um, in a small southern town where we haven't had a damn murder in five years, there's hardly any violent crime, um, and, and this idea that the police are outgunned and outmatched and this is one of the most important things that we can spend money on in our town is a bunch of bullshit.
3: And that population of what? Eighty nine hundred. Eighty nine hundred
1: 8, people. Well, it's probably eighty five hundred since Wills took office. <laughs> hemorrhaging and my ass is go. out there just as quick as I can get my house on the market. Here we go.
2: Well, you know, you, you get it up uh you got somebody, some gun manufacturer or some pawn shop owner somewhere that says, uh, hey, you know, you put a first couple first class tickets to Hawaii in my back pocket and all of a sudden we'll get a few we'll get you a forty thousand dollar machine gun contract and I'll yep. sell you $20,000 worth of ARs and you pocket the rest.
1: So, Paul, mm-hmm. uh, since the since the end of the active war on terror, I say active where we had, you know, 10,000 people in country, whatever, um, so so we ramped up production and then there's nobody to sell all these weapons to except law enforcement. So let me tell you this. Um, the North Baldwin Chamber of Commerce – had their annual meeting Tuesday night um guess what they started giving out instead of the man of the year award every year what's that the first responder of the year award you first know responder why not teacher of the year award or any number of other professions that d- deserve our admiration and respect where when is this hero worship of Law enforcement, gonna, where's the end of it, is what I want to know. Because the, I, don't, I don't see them any differently than any other public employee.
3: I'm sorry. Sheriff Mack now has like uh, 319 employees. That's uh, more than the city of Fairhope.
1: Under his own merit system, remember mm-hmm. that. All these things that have... Uh, come to fruition for the Sheriff's Department since Hoss Mack's been in there. Investigate themselves. All right, so we're going to watch another video. You ready to go with that? Uh, There was a mass shooting in Milwaukee at the Coors plant, and um, I think that's what this is about. So let's watch it. We'll come back and give you some comment.
5: Good evening to our viewers in the West. We are going to begin with breaking news. Another mass shooting. A gunman went on a rampage in Milwaukee this afternoon. Multiple people are dead, including the shooter. It happened at the Molson Coors Complex, where Miller Beer is brewed. As the gunfire rang out, workers were told to shelter in place as police swarmed the scene. Dean Reynolds leads off our coverage tonight from Milwaukee.
0: Police responded to calls of a shooting at the Molson Corps compound this afternoon. A total of six people who worked there are dead, including the shooter who took his own life. Milwaukee Mayor Tom Barrett.
2: This is a tragic day for our state.
0: Five families,
5: six families actually, are grieving and will be grieving because of this horrific act of this individual.
0: As officers donned tactical gear, employees of the brewery were warned via email to find a safe place to hide. At least one woman texted her husband that she was locked inside a room with co-workers. Emergency responders described the scene to dispatchers.
2: Uh, I just overheard on the radio seven seven victims.
0: Neighboring schools were locked down. This bus driver says students were in the process of dismissal when it all began.
3: Well, they're not going to let them out until this is over with. That could be a long time.
0: Ryan Hull's son let him know what was happening. He had called me and told me that, you know, they were all knocked out and they can't even leave the classrooms. Hours later, um, the two were reunited. All of us were just kind of in shock because we didn't know what was going on. Dean Reynolds, CBS News, Milwaukee.
1: All right, so um, we now know that it was a... Fifty-one year old African American gentleman who had a grudge with a coworker. Is that your understanding, Reigns? Yep. Milwaukee, and we don't mm-hmm. know. We don't know if he did it with a handgun or a long gun or a bazooka or a hammer. I think it was a handgun. It was it a handgun? I never heard. Yeah. All right. So um, another senseless tragedy. Um, what do you do? Rains wants to regulate the sale of bullets, don't you? Are you?
2: No, I want to. No, I'm one of the. I'm a. I'm a dram shop guy. I I believe that the The person that sells a firearm ought to be accountable for what they do. I live under that as a bartender. Why can't gun manufacturers do that?
1: Because because you got a terrible lobby, son. The bartenders need to unite.
2: Yeah, well, we've been through that. That's a state issue. But I'm going to tell you right now, in all the law enforcement people I've ever met, and I've just reinforced my whole wet dream theory, the top ten things a law enforcement officer has never, ever said in their entire career, number one and number two has got to be, gee, I'm really glad a civilian with a concealed carry permit and a bunch of guns showed up to help me solve this problem. So just keep that in mind.
1: No, Reigns, it's when there's a problem— and the damn cops show up thir- three hours later or thirty days later and draw and draw a chalk line around your ass. Well, I'm gonna tell yeah, you, yeah,
2: because there's there's so many murders and crimes and things that have been prevented in this country because somebody had a gun at the right place. Because somebody right might time. have Bull had. Because crap.
1: somebody might have had.
2: Bull a gun. crap! It's a it's not a diversion. It's a, it's about as it's about as effective a, a a diversion to that sort of thing as the death penalty whatever it's it's all fantasy crap oh hell i don't do. think
1: i don't think we fry enough people it, we need to bust that breakout yellow mama again get her out of storage yeah. and start frying people yeah. with electricity again
2: yeah because that's proved to be a fantastic deterrent to major crimes all around the world it absolutely right.
1: is it go, is go see how many drug dealers there are where where do they kill drug dealers Of uh, <laughs> uh, the philippines philippines yeah like they yeah. hang yeah. those bastards ain't no drug dealers in the Philippines. Yeah, that's a a great affront. So uh, I I want to talk about uh, what's going on. Uh, We have another bill coming up in the Alabama legislature, uh, Senate Bill 52 uh, related to municipal corporations, ordinances, issuance of summons and complaints. Okay, so now in Alabama, when you are arrested, uh, let's say it's uh public intox, okay? Well hell, that's a bad example because they might want to get you off the streets. Uh nor, noise ordinance violations. Uh you're familiar with those, Rains. Well, I'm, sure no, exactly. I'm sure you've had a few. That's so a when so when they show up to to a noise complaint, they write you a a ticket, a citation. And that citation is also a summons to court, right? right. So, um, Here's what uh, the this bill would do. It would amend Section 1145, 9.1 of the Code of Alabama, 1975, to pro- provide that a municipality may authorize a law enforcement officer to issues, issue a summons and complaint in lieu of custodial arrest for certain criminal offenses. And in connection therewith would uh, have... As its purpose or effect, the requirement of a newer, increased expenditure of local anyway, they can't they can't pass anything that creates a uh, an expenditure of, um, in addition to an expenditure of local funds under Amendment Six, Twenty One, which is if you're a lawyer in Alabama, there are almost a thousand constitutional amendments that you have to keep in mind. So, anyway, uh and hopefully I I expect to have one of my uh, criminal attorney friends from Birmingham on here next time to talk about which, uh, which misdemeanors Um, obviously domestic violence third, you would still be taken to jail because if you're arrested for that, there's a 24 hour hold. Um, I can imagine some other scenarios where we would want you to go to jail and have to bond out. But uh, the only thing I'll say about this is, the bail bonds industry is against it, the lawyers are against it, and law enforcement's against it. So it's probably a damn good idea.
2: Yep. that's what a, what a shocker. The people that stand to make money off incarceration are against the progressive bill that would allow law enforcement officers to say, you know what, I'm just going to write this person a ticket instead of having to put. Well, Bracelets on them and haul
1: them down to the count. So, so Reigns, this is another, uh, a lot of people see this as a slippery slope into um, the courts allowing people to sign their own uh, recognizance bonds, even on felonies. And that's a, certainly for something for that we as don't. A lot want. of
2: places, y'all are. There seem to be a lot of damn slippery slopes in Alabama. Anything,
3: correct? <laughs> hey, slope it's, slope. A, it's a slippery slope. I'm climbing from, a grease pole, dude. Yeah, Trust let, me. Uh, let me tell you, Range, it's a slippery slope from Montgomery going north or south.
1: <laughs> exactly. All right. Exactly. So, some, somewhere up here behind us, we have a picture of me and Paul from, from uh, when we were up in Montgomery the other day. And um, while Paul was. Concerning himself with medical marijuana, I went over to the uh, the local government committee. Met that same day, and I can tell you, not one legislature legislator from Baldwin County um, thinks that that you, the people, are a threat. Because it's my understanding that the people of Baldwin County want Baldwin County sewer service regulated. There is no legislation afoot to do any of that. Um, so, Richard, you, uh, you and your folks down at Glen Lakes and some of these other uh, large uh, subdivisions that are dependent on Baldwin County Sewer Service, you need to let them know that uh, they should care. And this, this, and then. someone should be drafting some legislation. And I'm not saying Baldwin County Sewer Service shouldn't be. An, I I think they have to be a part of the solution. They have to come to the table, and we have to come up with something that makes sense. Um
3: But as of right now, there is no. um... And this is an issue everybody's talking about. Has been for six months, eight months. We go into a legislative session, and there's not one single piece of legislation from our leaders that uh, regulates the sewer. All right. One. So let's
1: switch gears. All right. Let's talk about. uh, I'll do this
3: one, (laughs) and this was in last the Lania. Bear me. Okay. Well. Let me say first before you get into that. Yeah, everybody get their land app. This is the road to Super Tuesday. Their new land app. It's uh, very informative about Super Tuesday. Be sure and pick one up. Go ahead, Eric.
1: All right. So this bill would allow beach towns three entertainment districts. So this is Taxman Elliott's bill. Um, originally, it was designed to allow uh, Orange Beach to have an additional entertainment district and understand what an entertainment district is. It's an area where, um, the open container law is suspended. You can walk it you can go into a restaurant, you can get a beer. You can walk next door to a bar with that same beer in your hand. You can walk around the hangout or whatever, but for some reason you can't drink a damn beer on the beach during spring break.
3: Nope, that's not in the zone.
1: Okay. Th- so, <laughs> but anyway, uh, this is one of those where, uh, you know, depending on the size of the city, you can have a like. Birmingham has five entertainment districts, and of course, they shut one down in 2012 after there was a big throwdown street fight. <laughs> okay. But anyway, uh, fare thee well, Elliot, and your
3: ridiculous the, the, bill. The tax man cometh.
1: The tax man cometh. All right, so let's talk about a politician that we seem to kind of like. Uh, there The bridge, the lack of consensus, Paul. You want to talk about that one?
3: Oh, yeah, really. Uh, <clears throat> as most people know, uh, this is uh, uh, Lanyap, uh, Gabe Times, lack of consensus plan, Baldwin County Commissioner withdraws support for new bridge funding uh, plan. Um, as everybody knows, the uh, first plan was like $2.1 billion with about a $6 toll and that was shot down by um, Ziegler, his group, and several of the um, social media sites. Backstory uh, podcast. uh, Rip rip Report, uh, Baldwin (laughs) County Citizens for Accountability, all those people chipped in on that. Anyway, then all of a sudden we have a new plan that pops up at the Eastern Shore uh, MPO. Now, Now let's be real careful. All right. Whose brainchild was this new
1: billion dollar bridge as opposed to a $2 billion bridge? Uh,
3: Well, that's, that's, what's kind of hard to put your finger on, but I think it came from the uh, proposed from the uh, tea party and Mr. Kevin Spriggs, who was totally against the, um, uh, toll. However, he is for the toll on the beach express, but, uh, uh, I had somebody tell me the other night. I said, "Well, there's 1.4 billion. That's half the price." And they said, "Yeah, but you know what the problem is?" And I said, "What's that?" And they said, "Well, Jack Burrell and uh, Dane Haygood are involved." So there's and,
1: and they're involved through the Eastern Shore to, MPO, correct? Metropolitan but, Planning and But this
3: isn't this this is not. I mean, this is a just a proposal on a sketch pad, if you would. There's no engineering reports. There's none of that. Everybody jumped on the wagon. The only two people that didn't was uh, because, because the language was not specific enough to say that there would be no toll uh, is uh, Billy Joe Underwood, the only person. Now, I know that the mayor of Fairhope has uh, shared that same consensus with her, but that just but it just goes to show you get to the county commission you get to some of these um city councils and they're not really paying attention with what's going on you got one or two people pushing the project i mean it's got to be done and everything but you can't just come up with this idea okay well we can do it for half and we can do it this way uh not going to work that ain't going to fly so i'm glad that uh Commissioner uh, Billy Joe Underwood stood stood up to that thing, and uh, my suspect. And she wants to see the language guaranteed no tolls, but I'm just suspicious of the um, individuals that are involved. I don't think that this is going to fly anywhere. To tell you the truth. Just an update: uh, the McSherry
1: criminal case still hasn't happened, and that, um, that's going on eighteen months for a simple assault and uh rains you should be getting a t-shirt in the mail uh we we had one made for you uh join the conspiracy uh yeah. prosecute violent offenders protect the first amendment yep i think that could go a long way all right so paul what you looking for it.
3: what you got next what looming change oh uh, what do you want to talk about well uh the monuments bill oh was, hell. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I think this is uh, Kyle Whitmire. Monuments rewrite sales through the committee. And while that monument bill sailed through an Open Records Act, uh, died uh, or is pretty much dead on uh, Mr. Ward, Cam Ward was involved with. But I heard something interesting last night about the Open Records thing was that all of the city clerks in the state of Alabama were uh, opposed to this bill, not that it would increase transparency, but they said that it had uh, two or three more layers that you had to go through to even have a FOIA request um, uh, honored. So, I mean, if I can go directly to the city council and trust me, I mean to the city clerk, and trust me, I I do a lot of records requests, I'd much rather do that. But there seems to be a lot of criticism about that one um, particular bill doesn't look like it's going anywhere so we'll we'll just see (sighs) got a motion to dismiss that's a orange beach uh this is by john mullen Uh, orange beach seeks relief from two property cases one of those property cases is the um uh, impact fee and how the fees are being used that was destin and kim williams that filed the first claim and they felt like they were being overcharged by the uh impact fees and the city is uh i got a motion to dismiss and in the other case it's the turquoise case where uh orange beach asked larry wireman to give up Land and cash to secure the zoning to build a opulent towers, according to the initial filing, the city has not abided by the deed requirement on use of the parcels or spending of the cash he was required to pay. Those parcels are still vacant. The suit was filed on January 4th, and Federal Southern District Court seeks to retake the two parcels of property, one on the beach and one on Cotton Bayou, as well as 400000 that he paid uh, the city to collect it in, impact, in development fees. Orange Beach moved for dismissal on February 10th in that case, but Clark Pennington has yet to file its motion in response. According to court records, we'll stay up on that. I'm kind of curious what's going to happen on uh, both of those cases. It is. So it is week
1: eight of 60 days in the A&E series that's in the Etowah County Jail. Um, on another issue, the victim of the House Party shooting back in December, Dominic Marshall. <coughs> um, still no arrest in that case. You know, We've been keeping up with that. Right. The, the House Party where there were 300 people. Um, I want to double back real quick and talk about the monuments. Um, Bill, um, range the the. the there are several uh, Confederate monuments in um, public places in Birmingham. One of them, in particular, is in Lynn Park and um, Majority African American City. And so they found it offensive, so they went out there and built a wooden box out of uh, eight-foot sheets of plywood and uh, concealed it. So this new monument, and, and of course, you know, you've been to New Orleans, all that stuff's gone. And if they could, they'd take Jackson out of Jackson Square um, Mm -hmm. because he was an Indian killer. And and, and many other deplorable things that – that seen through the uh, kaleidoscope of our current ethics don't he would be excluded from the conversation uh, from the Republican and democratic parties. Do you agree? Uh, I think I you, got a, uh, he, you know when you look at people through <laughs> through that perspective. So, well, um, the, the, so, you, so the so here so here's what I'm and you guys can't see this, Paul. You can see it on the screen over here. Um, behind us is a what I consider to be a beautiful piece of art. It's the Confederate Memorial in Montgomery, and you can tell it was raining that day. It really doesn't look this this gray or or uh, or, or uh, stained or patinaed, however you want to say it. But even if we took all the words off of this thing. It is a beautiful piece of art. Do you agree? I mean, I, I think it's a, I think it's public art, whatever it stands for. There's also uh, uh, a uh, life-size uh, marble uh, statue of our former Attorney General, who was shot dead in uh, Mr. Patter- Attorney General Patterson, who was murdered uh, over vice in uh, in Phoenix City in the 1950s. Um, The father of gynecology was a doctor from Alabama. Um, You know, why would we take any of these monuments down? Uh, If we want to add to them, uh, uh, I just don't understand it. It's it's public art. I understand it's offensive to some people. But we have got to come to terms with the fact that we we do have a past. And if we just – if we – if we whitewash it we don't do we don't do ourselves any favors well, instead I, of addressing the issues at hand
3: well i can i can, I can see it as art but you got to you know some people find it offensive now this bill this bill would impose a $5000 fine every day. A, day a local government didn't return a monument to its original condition a punishment to make a city like birmingham hurt until it surrenders all right, so let's take the Confederate
1: Memorial down. Okay. And uh, let's put up our congressional <laughs> candidates. Uh, Where
3: you want to get on that first? Heck, yeah. Okay. Super Tuesday. How about this? Oh, hell, I don't care.
1: Oh, man. Yes. Yeah, let's back up. Yeah, yeah, let's
3: back up. Because it's I okay. have a good bit of information on that. You tell what you know, and I'll follow up. <laughs> All right, this is, uh, again, a Lanyard article. It's been in the news, too. Uh, suspicious circumstances water board sends election complaint to the da's office this is Baldwin county by uh john mullen uh jack this was the orange beach authority uh water board authority um had a race and jack Ro- uh, robinson was one of the three candidates uh, a lot of people might know him as uh, big girl from Florida if you miss that show you got to go see it sometime so rain's he wrote a book called "P Word
1: on a Pontoon Boat." Have you ever read it? It's a song. Oh, I, I know of
2: it. I I oh, it's a song, it, not a, had, a book. It's a, a, song. It's a song. Yeah, a song, yeah. It,
3: yeah, it was like 2,200 ballots were cast, and most ever for a water board election ever. About 600 were considered tainted or of a different printing than the others. So um, sixteen or 1,600 or so, he gave the board the option of throwing out the 600 or counting the remaining votes or sending the whole lot to the DA to investigate and hold a new election. Now, Robinson at first wanted to seek a spot on the uh, Orange Beach City Council, but a friend of his asked him not to run. He set his eyes in on the waterboard seat after hearing the authorities forgiveness policy. Now, this is something that involves everybody as a consumer issue it's a forgiveness policy for undetected water leaks at your house so let's say you got your house up for sale the toilet's running the real estate agents aren't paying attention and you get a thousand dollar bill so you know the leak ran it up to a thousand well if you are in silver hill the forgiveness policy would mean that for that thousand dollar bill which was a mistake you'd pay about three hundred and sixty dollars in orange beach you get hit for eight hundred bucks, and Robinson said if they would just fix two or three things, he wouldn't even run. Uh, he pays about two hundred a month, and he just wants uh, Orange to Beach to be competitive with other towns. And I'm glad somebody like him stepping up and raising hell. That's what it takes. All right, so you got to There are a few things wrong
1: about what you said. Okay, in, in, in the. You know, I called and talked to the attorney for the board, so Go I, got, for, I got a little bit more. Well, straight, well, straight skinny. Well, if I was wrong, I was reading it. Well, I know, <laughs> uh, and and it's just clarifications uh, that you okay. need. Okay, so number one, um, it is the board members in Orange Beach are appointed by the county commission. They decided years ago to hold their own little ad hoc elections, and those election results are then sent to the county commission. Who used and and the county commission has acquiesced to this little ad hoc election they have, and they always just appoint whoever wins the election. Mm -hmm. So it's not it's not really an election, okay? Which brings up which which is the quagmire that their attorney was in. It was so they so they went to a print shop and they had them print not only the ballot but the envelopes. So whoever whoever's name the meter is in. They would send that person a letter. In that letter, it would include instructions on how to fill it out, um, the ballot, and the envelope. They were all printed on by a professional printer, and these envelopes and, and ballots are easily identifiable by the, the medium that it's printed on, okay? Mm-hmm. So when they go to look at the ballots, it's obvious that a whole lot of them are not like kind, and so that's where the crux comes in. So he turned it over to the DA's office. Now here's what I'm saying. They were trying to affect an election, and while it may not be an elections law crime, it was certainly fraud because this is a position that is a paid position. You get that? Right. Okay. So 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 that's what's going on down there, and I think they've handled it as well as they could. But the real question is, is who won the damn election because of the stuffed ballots? I think they need to open the damn things up and take a look.
3: Well, we are known in Alabama for some funky election practices, I'll tell you that, especially Bowling County. All right, so give me the congressional candidates, please, sir. All right, congressional can Now, uh, Lanyap's got a fantastic uh, issue, you know, like I said, the road to Super Tuesday, so they're covering many different races, the— um, Let's go over a couple of others first before we come back to the uh, okay, uh, congressional In the high court. We got uh, Philip Hackel, Matt Friday, and Jill Gannis running in that race. And let's see in the Supreme Court, Alabama Criminal Appeals: Melvin Hastings, Beth Kellum, Will Smith, Cam Ward, Mary Wyndham. I kind of like Cam Ward on that one. So, did you know Mary Wyndham as a Baymanette girl? Uh did not. Her
1: mother was our tax assessor here in Baldwin County, and she married Steve Wyndham, who famously whizzed in a jug. He was the president of the Senate. Right. And right. during a filibuster, so he wouldn't have to leave the podium, someone brought him.
3: Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. And Cam Ward was named autism uh, national legislator, and I'm sure uh, the. That autism award is for his work on uh, marijuana, on uh, le- uh, medical marijuana. Then we got the three top challengers for the Senate, which is going to be Bradley Byrne. And, uh, well, you got Roy Moore running, Jeff Sessions, Tommy Tuberville. And I am um, going to predict that Tommy Tuberville and Jeff Sessions will move into the. Um, runoff uh, that Roy Moore will ride off on his horse sassy not to be seen again (laughs) and that'd be too damn much to ask for and I think Bradley (laughs) Burns is going to go back into practice uh, private practice but that's just me yeah I don't know Uh, Um, uh, well we'll we'll see now the one race that I find well we'll, uh, let's talk a little bit about the Senate race again okay so
1: Sessions is a definite no for me um -hmm. Why in the hell would we elect somebody in their seventies to do anything? Bradley's kind of pushing that point, you know, uh, uh, and I'm and I'm not just being an ageist or whatever, but um, but yeah, we need some new ideas. We need some we need some fresh ideas. Um, we certainly don't need somebody that was in the job for twenty five years and uh, did a half ass job. Quite frankly.
3: Right. Well, as far as I'm concerned, well, my projections based on uh, just electability and knowing the people of Alabama, they seem to do the same thing over and over again, even if it's wrong. So that's why I'm predicting that it may go that way. Right. But, you know, there's still
1: a lot of people around here who like an old family name like Byrne. Yeah. they've been they've been in this county for a couple hundred years.
3: Well, no, that's what I'm saying.
1: Right? Yeah. but uh, as opposed to Tommy Tuberville, where the hell's he from? Arkansas coached in Mississippi. Oh. He I mean he's got a real pulse on Alabama.
3: One right? of his well, one of the critics uh, things that critical things are saying is that uh, his residence is actually Florida. But oh hell, son, but you no don't need to worry about that.
1: It's Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: so, anyway, uh, but the, the the race I find most interesting, uh, uh, is the seat, uh, Bradley's vacating the first congressional district. You got five Republicans, three uh, Democrats running for that seat, and that's the one that, um, uh, I think has uh, the most interesting statistics. Uh it started out uh with uh, for instance Jerry Carl had 12% in July of last year and Bill Hightower the catalyst candidate had 34% and by February Mr. Carl had upset that by 29% to 21%. I guess it's getting out that uh High is the catalyst candidate. So, hey Paul, yeah, let me see your little built High Tower oh, flyer. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, can, we can bring that
1: up. So, too. so, and, and this is what I, I want everybody to see. What on this flyer tells you anything about his policy position on anything except for maybe maybe it tells me that he's probably pro pro life, anti abortion, but. Uh, It's It's a dude reading the Bible. And it's in a a, a Paul Rip uh, sleeveless vest.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's, you know, it's a dumbed down campaign. You know, you're you're running on nothing but your Christian faith. That's, I mean, what about all of the problems that we got? That's what gets me, you know. But, Mm -hmm. uh, The uh, Catalyst people run campaigns that way, get off the facts and try to uh, hope that they're on your sleeves, that they are a good Christian. You know, the one thing I can tell you in Alabama people is we do not have a Jesus problem. Okay? We don't have a Jesus problem. But the the last race, the last race in 2018, there was... Uh, now, the first congressional district covers Escambia, Monroe, Baldwin, Mobile, and part of Clark. So it's a pretty large area. We had a total of 242,000 votes last time, 89,000 being Democrat, 153,000 being Republican. And I'm sorry, I cannot tell you the... Uh, Baldwin County number out of that but I would think it'd be 20-25,000 so it's going to be interesting to look at the uh, facts and figures as to how this race comes out uh, on the Democratic side uh, Kiana Gardner uh, is the one that uh, I think is running a little bit ahead of everybody Garners a scientist and a former community college professor with a PhD in cellular biology. We don't and, we don't want them none of them smart women up there in the in the state house, man. Uh, yeah, Come on. You you're dang right. Keep them out of Montgomery. Right, and Democrats also James Averhart uh, is a Mobile native and retired I mean her mama didn't teach her how to cook. What the <laughs> hell she need to go get an advanced degree like that for? Mr. Averhart's uh, retired US Marine, semper fi. And Rick Collins of Mobile, who's a real estate broker. Those are the three running on the Democratic side. Which, well, those
1: people should have saved their damn money.
3: Well, now, there you ain't know. No way it, here's the what, Democrats going to win the first that, Alabama congressional Well, maybe, district. but this is what Ms. Garner says. If we keep allowing the message to persist that the district is so hopelessly red that the Democrat doesn't stand a chance, we're not giving people much of a reason to step out and go vote whether or not we win. And I do intend to win. We're showing that Republicans don't get to own this seat. It belongs to the district, and there are people here who are willing to put up a fight for it. So you have to respect that, even that overwhelming odds, you know, that what, where she's going with it. But um, uh, I, I really like uh, um, John Castanoring. I always get John's last name. So I want to say one thing about Democrats before you get off that subject. uh,
1: uh, All right. When the Democratic Party, led by Bill Clinton, abandoned the American worker, Mobile was done, uh, or this area was done
3: voting for Democrats. Well, it may come back. You can't tell. John Castorani is also running in that uh, position now. John John Castorani and uh, Wes Lambert uh, are two of the— Uh, least known coming in chris pringle's also running for that seat so you got four choices other than the uh catalyst candidate so please try to stay away from uh um hightower if you can castorani said that i'm not going to base my campaign on attacking socialists or gun grabbers because we live in alabama socialism isn't coming here nobody is going to take away our guns i like john I and do too. Uh, i think one of the criticisms of him that i uh, heard after a couple of forums was that uh he's too honest so i think he can live with that reputation yeah you you've honest son of a bitch we're tired of hearing all that foolishness right we don't want to hear anything out like you know what would be the right thing to do but uh anyway that's the race to look at well and, i'll uh, tell
1: you i mean as far as my preferences uh uh-huh. carl or castor not castoroni castoroni yeah one of those two guys
3: well, it's going to be interesting to see how um, John and West do because, and, and Pringle too. It, this is a five-way race. Have you uh, seen
1: that damn wall commercial? He's literally sitting there with a trial in his hand, building a block wall in his ad. Who's that now? Pringle. Oh, he's got. Some, I don't know who's running his campaign. Those are the <laughs> cheesiest damn ads. I was like, kid. Get-
3: What's going to be interesting to see how the five votes split up, and then the other thing to watch is uh, the two that are in the runoff. It's going to be interesting to see how the three endorse who they endorse of the two that are running off. So you can be sure next week we'll be going all all over that. Uh, one other thing, uh, the is the. Does anybody
1: uh, want the people that are going to vote for Roe Moore to? Give them their votes.
3: <laughs> I don't know. Roy's Roy's leaving on the horse. I'm telling you, sassy. You know, you, you can't vote for somebody when the horse doesn't like you. You know, I mean, his own horse doesn't like him. Anyway, <laughs> the there's also a uh, uh, an amendment that we're going to be voting on for the abolishment of the state auditor. All right, so let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, that's
1: it's that's, not. It's not going to get rid of our current auditor. It would, the position would sunset when he leaves office. Mm -hmm. Do you understand that? Well, yeah, I did. And do you also understand that he can't run for that office again anyway? Well, that's
3: pretty much doomed the office, isn't it?
1: Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll get somebody in there that's interested in being the state auditor and not in interjecting themselves into every damn little political squabble in the state of Alabama. Well, now well. I do appreciate him coming down here and getting involved in this bridge thing. Right. But uh, I can guarantee you the uh, the Calhoun County Commission doesn't appreciate it when he shows up to, to bitch about a road that is somebody that he knows lives on or whatever. Pick a right. topic. Right. Pick a topic outside of the scope of the state auditor's job, and you will find our state auditor involved.
3: He does kind of go beyond the bounds of his office, that's
1: for sure. And so what I'm saying is it has nothing to do with him in particular. It's an archaic position. The examiners of public accounts keep up with all the money and track the inventory, a DECA. Uh, tracks the uh, non-law uh, enforcement inventory, including cars and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, I'm well familiar with the system that the state of Alabama has, and we don't necessarily need an auditor.
3: Okay, well then, what about the other one, which is Amendment 1, and that is uh, the election of a school board or the appointment of a school board? That's a good I've, argument. Already,
1: I've already weighed in on that. Mm-hmm. We do not want the governor to have the ability to hire and fire the entirety of the school board based on one election. We want those school board members to be elected people, and I understand that there's some pros and cons, but it's still a damn democracy until the sheriffs get their way. Yeah. (laughs)
3: That's (laughs) a fact. All
1: right. So I have a video that I want to play, and it's about the... Uh, I really don't much care, except I, I'm sure that some people out there do. Uh, in the presidential race, of course, uh, we're gonna have, un- un- unless the coronavirus turns out to be a real and and they really screw it up. Um, I think the the Republican nominee is gonna be uh, President Trump, and um, Super Tuesday is a big day for the Democrats. Big day. Um, and it's my understanding that Biden must win South Carolina if he intends to and, continue. And big. He's got to win it by double digits. So let's watch this little video. When we come back, uh, I want to hear from you, Reigns. I know you keep your ear to the ground on the Democrats. Go for it. Uh, I,
5: I want to get the, your uh, take on the uh, two hours of television you witnessed. The, tonight. the, the North first North thing is i watched the debate in Jibu and they watch it. I'm watching this debate through the lens of a South Carolina Democrat. If I do that, Joe Biden won that debate. He he was relevant. He kept coming back to his time with Obama, who was very popular among South Carolina Democrats. He, he was up against the wall. He's he's got to win Saturday, and I thought it, he had the, he had the kind of best debate. I, I was really surprised that the coronavirus thing didn't come up until Bloomberg brought it up at an hour seven. Yeah. And in the question. a bit more discussion, Israeli-Palestinian conflict. And we had this is you talk about a kitchen table issue. It's a clear and present danger. I, I mean, people lost five percent uh, 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 of the thing. They're scared to death about the, in the, the Trump administration has no idea of what they're doing. And I, I just thought this was a chance to, to really be more relevant about what people are thinking, what, what people are talking about in this race. Bernie Sanders, This is the first time he's really gotten roughed up a little bit? And he didn't like it. I think that sort of, she made a, he looked like he had a cold. It was just something, uh, he wasn't terrible. Uh, don't get me wrong, I'm not, calm down, Bernie Rose. <laughs> but he, he was not, he was just, he was just a little off. He just wasn't quite himself, and he, they, they came at him a couple of times. he got booed for the first time in a forum like this. Yeah. That and, counts, that hurts. And, and, you know, Mayor Pete, he, he did well. I mean, I don't. I don't know if he gets lost in the, in the background, and I think Bloomberg, I, I was surprised. He was better than I thought he could be. I mean, He wasn't like John F. Kennedy, but he was better than I thought he'd be. And what about Warren? What about Klobuchar? Warren gives you the impression that she'd rather beat Bloomberg than win herself. Okay? I mean, that, the, she is really a talented person, but she did. She did probably need a little more finesse. So she, she really hit Bloomberg hard on the, on the question of nondisclosures. I, she kept going back to that. And I, don't, I don't think she did that well. I mean, Klobuchar and Steyer both did very well. The question is, is anybody going to remember it?
1: So, Range, that was James Carville. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, right okay. The raging Cajun. Uh, so, so let me think. Let me go back to this. So, Carvel was the campaign manager for Clinton '92. Bill Clinton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Smart guy. He claims that Biden won the last debate, and that if Biden doesn't doesn't win South Carolina big, he's he's done, and it's going to be Bernie Trump. November.
2: Well, it's um I, I would agree to a certain degree. I I can say that if Biden doesn't win the South Carolina primary, he, he's finished. He'll 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 stay in as an also ran for another couple of weeks and then he'll or another couple of days and then he'll bow out. Uh as far as who win the debate, I mean that's like that last debate was just a good God, what a dumpster fire that was. Screaming man. Saying that anybody yeah, saying that anybody won that is just, you know, it's like you know, you, you, you won a gold medal at the special Olympics,
3: right? I, you know, I congratulations. <laughs> I don't think I'd want to know, be the winner.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's like a terrible joke. Somebody once told me the only thing better than winning a gold medal at the special Olympics is not being handicapped, but mm-hmm. it's, uh, and that's, that's I think I said that down.
1: and I don't think I said it like that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it's, uh, you know, the, right now, the Democratic Party is in such a incredibly bad shape that they are basically, and I and I'm, I like Bernie Sanders. I really support uh, Medicare for all. I really, really do. And I think that's a, uh, it should be a basic human right that you have access to health care in this country. And I, I, I can't really get my head around why anybody would oppose it we're the the
3: only country in the western hemisphere without it
2: yeah we're the only country in the first world without it right it's 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 one of those things i won't sit there and stump for sanders but i will say this a lot of people gonna hate it but a lot of people hate most of what i say sanders is just the is the the blue trump
1: at this point all right that's what i want to talk to you about i want to jump in on this oh boy here we go do you ever so everyone's familiar with Cambridge University and Oxford University in England, correct? Right. So mm-hmm. are you familiar with the Oxford Union, which is like a, a public forum for debate? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, the Ox, so the Oxford Union will have certain people and they will they will hold debate forums. Sometimes students are involved, sometimes people are asked to come participate in debates. Um, recently, they had a question and answer with Conan O'Brien, is what got it on my radar. But um, Anthony Scaramucci, do you remember the Mooch?
3: Oh yeah, the
1: okay. mooch. he was the he. So Harvard Law he goes to work for i don't know one of the one of the big trading firms on wall street creates his own you know uh, i think he was on fox and friends and when trump was running he's like ah oh, ain't nobody going to vote for that guy and then he becomes the communications director so you know, Trump fired him after ten days, or or supposedly the new Shorter chief of staff it? did. <laughs> it, no, it was. I think it was eleven yeah. days actually. No, let's not let's days, not discount yeah. the guy. But you know, he, that's
2: what eleven days is considered a mooch as a a right, mooch. There you go. Yeah.
1: So um, so the mooch is on there, and he said one of the most intelligent things. You know, when you hear something that you know is true, but you just didn't put it all together for yourself, um, mm-hmm. that was his position the same people the tr- Trump and Bernie supporters are the same have the same problem uh, or the same perspective they're just on different ends of the political spectrum so they Correct. are.
2: The, I, would, I would agree with that
1: they are the people like you and I reigns I don't know my dad uh, so when so when my parents were in their early 30s they were buying a second home. What happened? To, what, what happened to us in our middle thirties? We got a damn war in a the Great Recession of two thousand eight. You yeah. see what I'm getting at? Yeah. And so there are a lot of people yeah. who feel like they, where their parents had an opportunity to go to junior college and then to Auburn and then go work somewhere, and make a decent living and and all that. Uh, those days are gone. The, uh, the The American dream for a lot of people is unattainable and. um those are the people that voted for Trump, the ones who were tired of the lies and the BS out of the Republican Party and uh, and, and out of the Democratic Party. And, the, and that's the same people that, that Bernie's pulling from, the, the the disenfranchised is how I'll say yep. it. Yep.
3: It's yep. going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. Uh, Tuesday's going to be huge. Uh, those that want to follow it, remember, you can. But you, you should go watch the Oxford Union thing because mm-hmm. it really
1: had me liking the mooch. I'm like, I can't believe. I ain't going to watch anything with Anthony
2: Scaramucci on his own
1: school. I'm crap. telling you, it not was gonna pretty watch. good. What, a, what, a, what, a,
2: what an incredibly intelligent panel to talk politics, Colin O'Brien and Anthony Scaramucci. That's fantastic. <laughs> did they, did they have Bubba the Love Sponge and Hulk Hogan on there as well?
1: Well, listen, dickhead. Both those guys graduated from Harvard. Okay? I'm just saying, they're, they're brilliant people. They just don't come yep. across as brilliant. I get that all the time. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. I graduated from
3: Auburn. Okay.
1: Um, nope. Let's see here. What else we got?
3: Uh, we got the looming change, business interest voicing opposition to Baldwin County condo ruling by Gabe Times Lanyap. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something, folks. If there's one thing that you can be sure of is where condo, if you ever saw the, um, uh, what was the show I'm trying to think about Steinfeld Steinfeld had a series and they called it I think condoism and condoism is <laughs> like if you live in a condo there's an expert in a condo really on every single thing anyway this is about condo uh, condo rules and everything the Alabama Attorney General office is aligning itself with statewide business interests go figure who believe a Baldwin county judge's ruling last year in a case about condo. Uh, condominium declarations announce, uh, amounts to overkill. That's one way the Associated Builders and Contractors of Alabama described Circuit Judge Clark Stankowski's ruling against Brett Robinson, a vacation management and property development company in Gulf Shores. They also <laughs> described him as... Uh, so you know all those Phoenix
1: condos?
3: There's like 14 of them now, Range. Yeah. That's Brett Robinson. Right. Wow. They described it as a draconian or that L word, liberal. Uh, Stankowski stripped Brett, Brett Robinson of the declared ownership of four commercial units in the Phoenix on the Bay 1, uh, uh, Bay 2 condominium 104 uh, unit complex. Uh, if the result stands, no condo unit, it's alleged that if the result stands, no condo unit in the state can be confident that the rights he holds today will be the rights that he holds tomorrow for a legitus neighbor could go to court against the condo developer and have the rights of every unit owner in the condo altered, wrote Marshall. This is a kind of a complex uh, article. So, you know, I'm paraphrasing parts of it. I suggest that you read the whole thing, but if you have a condo in there, sure, a lot of you, this could affect you. And I suggest, I suggest that, I suggest that, that you if you
1: own it. a condo in the state of Alabama, you should call your buddy who's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. and get him to explain to you exactly how this is going to affect you. Correct. Or if it will. Correct. It might not
3: affect you, but I think it's going to affect everybody. Correct. So you're about to wrap up here?
1: Not just yet. Okay. Um, we, win- got some,
3: we got something important to finish up with.
1: Winning now. for Alabama. Uh, yeah. Right now, the paper lottery bill that the Ports Creek Indians are pushing has 60 co-sponsors in the house. <laughs> It has enough co-sponsors to pass the House on an initial vote. Um, of course, the governor is trying to delay this. She has appointed a gaming committee. Is mm-hmm. that right? Right. And for some reason, our sh- the sheriff of Mobile County is on it. Did you know that? Have you seen the list? No. All right, we'll get it up next time. We'll get it up next time. Um <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if she can. I don't know if she can put this off. I mean, it. it well, I, I guess she could veto it. Um, the other thing I want to know is why. Why is Mike Hubbard not still in jail?
3: Anybody know? No. Nope. Because all of his all of his buddies are on the court. Well, they're trying to change all the ethics rules, and maybe if they get all the rest ethics rules changed, then they could go back and say, "Well, Mike doesn't need to go to jail because now what was illegal we made legal." And uh, the ethics commission, uh, well, you can't depend on them for anything. And if they are the agency where you have to file a complaint, then I suggest that you do not waste the paper. Right. Um, Give me a slide. All right. Amtrak service. Anybody know when
1: it's coming? Uh, they appropriated the money. And we still don't have a timeline. Uh huh. Maybe heard. Wiley Blankenship sitting around kicking. Paper footballs at a trash can. We can call him. I know ask.
3: Mississippi, Louisiana, uh, are really thankful that it is going through and Alabama should too. it will increase tourism. So Paul, you
1: remember the MBU North Bowen utility board meeting we went to the other day where we we're, oh, yeah. were
3: treated so, so warm and lovingly. Sometimes people just don't like me.
1: Well, so I requested <laughs> that and I, and I just said, whatever it cost. um, I want the actual recording of the meetings that they've had since September. And I requested that in writing. I got a letter from the board attorney, R. Scott Lewis. He claims that MBU does not record their meetings. Wasn't there they, a
3: recorder? There of- was a damn record. I, I'm glad you picked it. I was a, going to ask. Was a, a recorder on the table? Wasn't there
1: it? was a recorder on the table that looked more expensive than all this equipment that me and Paul have right it, it here.
3: Probably was taking a picture at the same time too. Probably was. So uh. they're
1: they're claiming that's not um, that's not it. So um, one more thing, uh, and Paul, I'll let you have your moment. Um, okay. With all of these things that we've been talking about, I do want to predicate this. With all the problems that we have the Alabama legislature
3: has passed a bill that says they declared what Paul they have declared pornography as a public health crisis in Alabama this is by Brandon Mosley filed on the Is 20, it is it because 28th. people are getting Carpal tunnel syndrome? It, well, it makes me wonder what they're thinking about in Montgomery for sure. On Thursday, the Alabama House of Representatives passed a resolution declaring that pornography is a public health crisis in Alabama. Uh, this was carried by State Representative Danny Garrett out of Trustville. Garrett warned that pornography leads to sex trafficking, violence against women, and other crimes. Hey,
1: Reigns, you know how it's always the gay—it's always the gay guy that's always so anti-homosexual. Oh, what do you want to bet? This guy's got the
3: finest collection of pornography in the world on his computer. Well, now he said that when he very were, likely, yeah, he said when he was young, it was Playboy and other magazines, and now it's online and activity seeking out young people to look at it. However, State Representative Laurel Hill, Democrat from Huntsville, opposed the resolution, saying that it was a total waste of time and questioning if it really constitutes a public health crisis uh hall argued that alabama has a public health crisis in corona and and that many lack access to health care friday the two houses houses held a joint session honoring the black history month and the many contributions that black people have contributed to the state of alabama hall thought as I do, that it was inappropriate that the resolution on pornography was the focus of the house on the same day that the black history program was being uh, introduced and discussed. So that sounds like Alabama to me. So I, so I will,
1: I will say this about the baby boomer perspective on pornography. So I will agree that there's a big difference in the attitude towards women between your run-of-the-mill pornography site and what we all enjoyed in the wonderful publication uh, put out by Playboy magazine, right? So, And what I'll say about it is um, if you're learning about sex from online pornography, you're not learning anything because uh, especially not about how a woman wants to be treated, or uh, I don't know if you've watched any of that stuff, but uh, it's...
3: Uh, well, this uh, is the, it was supported by the Alabama Eagle Forum, and uh, the, I'd be real interested to... I'm going to be looking that up when, when I get back to the houses to who they are. But I, I think, you know, the thing that bugs me is that look at the problems that we have. And this is the issue this is what they're taking time up legislatively to do it's 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 nothing short of embarrassing really Stand no, up
2: by No comment right the good Stand up there and wave the good book, and everybody with an IQ below 60 is going to vote for you whether they like you or not.
3: I'll tell you what, Reigns, My dad had the first Alabama Consumer Association in Alabama. He started it in, I think, 76, somewhere around there. When I came back from Vietnam, I used to hang with him, and he said, Now, I'm going to tell you one thing. He said, When they tell you that you're a Christian and they want to be your friend— He said, run like hell. (laughs) So that's something that I found to be true. And it just disgusts me when I see these politicians running on the basis of Christianity alone over and over again. That's all that they say. We don't have a God problem. We have a lot of other problems, but we don't have a God problem in Alabama. So
2: now now Lyndon Johnson put it the best. He said, all you've got to do is, uh, all you've got to do is impress. I use this quote all the time. I can't believe, believe I don't have it committed to better. But uh, he said, "All you've got to do is impress the top ten, per- the top ten percent of your most intelligent, and the lower twenty percent of the least intelligent, and you'll never have to run for re-election."
3: Right.
1: That's true. And
2: that's the truth. That's, wow. true. that's the absolute truth.
1: All right. So, reigns we're gonna we're gonna play a video, and um, I want you to tell us what you know about it. So, go ahead and start running it, and we're gonna talk over it. Um,
5: in Houston,
1: nobody expected flooding on a bright, well, sunny day. But a there was a, was a big water leak. There was a, a mass flood mass in papers. Houston. Faucets oh, went you dry in a huge oh, part of the city. So tell us about yeah. it. What happened? It was there an was aquifer that burst, water or rescues. some kind of.
2: They had a they had a one of the main break, water main break, and it just happened to break in an area that's in the heart of Houston. Aqueduct is a 96-inch main, Good all right? That's big enough for me to drive submerged. my car through, and it's big. It supplies most of the water to rescue. Houston, and, um, but I'm here to tell you it flooded quick,
4: and that area that it broke in is just unfortunate.
2: That area of the 610 the loop is always susceptible to flooding. They've got rain gauges on the sides of the road, you know, so where you can see where the water is
4: and uh not not rain gauges
2: but you know Uh, a meter that tells you how deep the water is because you know it rains there and it floods and it flooded out cars there were people getting high water rescued because of a water main
1: break yeah and they showed blue skies right yeah not a not a
2: drop of rain and it flooded the hell out of 610 and, and people lost cars and they lost loads, and people had to get picked right up by helicopters and boats and everything else, and it was a real mess.
1: And so, what's the, live in the, what's the perspective? I mean, is I it open again? I mean, they got the water out, and they cleaned all the mud. I mean, it had to carry sediment and all kinds of stuff
2: with it. Right? Well, they put the city. They put about four, four and or five four and a half million people under a boil water notice for the next four days. And uh, you know, you should boil your water. Up here, we weren't really affected by it. I mean, I was. I'm about 27 miles oh, from that leak oh, and wow. still within the city wow. limits of Houston wow. to give you an wow. idea wow. how big it is. Uh we were the only community not affected by the boil water notice. Hell there's there's uh there's some schools in my son's school district just on the south side of where I live that are closed today because of that water main leak.
3: Wow.
2: So it was it was a big fat hairy deal. And uh I'm glad they fixed it. I hope they use all the water out of Lake Conroe because that's a whole other issue I've been fighting. And uh, I hope Houston calls the note on that water in Lake Conroe and drops it to where you can't even get a boat in the water up there for those sons of anyway. I could talk for two hours on that alone.
1: <laughs> All right, so one thing I want you to research for next time, next time, rains is the the uh, procedure. Of, have you ever heard of image scraping? Do you know what image scraping uh, is? No, something. Yeah, I've heard of it. Okay, so here's what happens: there's 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 a developer down in Florida who figured out how to write an algorithm, and it goes out there and it goes to your Facebook page or to your LinkedIn or to to your Twitter, and uh, I guess it's grabbing profile pictures or my photos, anything that you know where you're tagged specifically. So they're going in there and scraping your photos. And, you know, typically mm-hmm. facial recognition uses a a, a photograph like uh, Paul and I are looking at the camera. Uh, they measure the distance from your mouth, the, dis- the width yeah. uh, between your eyes, that kind of thing. Right, the dimensions. It's right, right, the dimensions. So, the, so th- what scraping's doing is they're going and getting hundreds of images. They can identify you from your profile, the shape of your ear, all kinds of crazy stuff. They have... Taking all that information and they have it in a database of course it's only available to law enforcement reigns, but when you but when you but when you load the software it will in real time take the city's uh closed circuit what do you what do you what am i trying to say surveillance camera data incoming and in real time we'll tell you who everybody is in the picture if they've ever posted a picture on Facebook or whatever. Wow! So Facebook, yeah, yeah. YouTube, Google, all these other people have said, Hey man, you can't do this. This violates our terms of service. And they say, eh, no problem. We got all the pictures we need.
3: Uh-huh. Yep. Well, let me, uh, let me, uh, let me give a shout out to everybody last, uh, but not least, uh, super Tuesday coming up. Be sure you vote. Take a little bit of time out. It doesn't take long. Just don't vote for any catalyst candidates. Well, these are a couple of high-stepping tur- uh, turkeys, and you know what to say about a high-stepper. <laughs> no step too high for a high-stepper.
1: That's right, Governor. No no step too high for a high-stepper. So, do we have an outro? Did we Did we get all our videos in? I think we did. I'm about to ready to wrap this thing up, boys. Y'all got anything else you all want to tell me about the weekend? We got we got Super Tuesday coming up next
3: week. What else, Paul? That's it. Looks like a pretty weekend. And not Paul's rain. not going to Vietnam. Nope, I had to cancel that trip uh, uh, for fear of not being allowed back. <laughs> so, so Reigns, you want
1: to hear the funny, the funniest damn thing? So I have always had in the back of my mind the old Alamo concept, you know where am I going to mm-hmm. go when the shit hits the fan? So guess where I was going to yeah. go to my to camp. river house. Well, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> it's about that far from water getting in my
3: camp. It is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now welcome to Houston, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. I've been <laughs> in Houston. I've seen Houston flood twice. So
1: anyway, I hope everybody in North Baldwin and along the causeway, uh, folks over on the mobile river and, uh, Anywhere else that's affected by this flooding up at Clayburn, Clark County, um, you know. Be careful; that water can sweep you away in a second. And it's not following the river anymore. The whole damn delta is one big river headed due south. You can't see the road; don't drive on it. Heck, no, especially that's don't right. drive on it. I, I was thinking more about turn being around, in your you boat. Don't
2: drown. That's, yeah. We live around, by that here in Houston. Turn around, don't
1: drown. And uh, everybody, go get you a bandana. We'll we'll figure out some way to uh, uh to 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 make it where the pathogens can't get into it. Um, I'm thinking about uh, looking on life hack or something like that on YouTube. If just, I come up with something just, innovative,
3: I'll share it with you. Just don't be wearing the bandana if you're stopped by the police. Suggestion.
1: That's probably a good
3: idea. <laughs> now that they know that you have if a you concealed
1: weapons permit, they're going to walk up to you <laughs> with their holster unsnapped or their gun in their hand, or maybe. Just for their own safety, they're going to pull their AR out and get over to the PA and say, Mr. Steele, please get out of your car, get on your knees, um, and put take, your hands above your head. Take I that mean,
3: bandana off.
1: Take <laughs> that bandana off, most importantly. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we will see you next time. Appreciate you uh, participating, Reigns. I know it's always a pain in the butt for you, but um, share the podcast uh, with your friends. Share, like, subscribe. We're on everything now. Uh, we, we have... Uh, what, we've infected the airwaves or right. the internet as many ways as we can. So we will see y'all well, next probably time.
2: Probably all all, all one or two of the people in the Kingwood area of Texas that's listening to this podcast, <laughs> please make sure to go vote for Beth Guide for Precinct Chair, Precinct 357 on Tuesday in the Republican primary. Russian Russian Interference LLC has a vested interest in that candidate, and we would appreciate your support.
1: And if you vote, if you decide to vote for Jeff Sessions, please only watch Paul's side of the screen from now on. <laughs> Do not watch my side. Exactly. And I'll talk to y'all later. Bye. righty. <laughs>